where do you see yourself in the next five years? I know that HR people are, are really used to asking this question, but it was like, guys, you hold the opportunities. So where do you see me in five years here? Exactly. And turn the tables. This is what actually is the hidden power balance that they're trying to weasel yeah. themselves around. They are the ones giving you the opportunity. Yes. You are the one providing the skills. I had an interview where the interviewee came and had a small dog that wouldn't shut up the entire interview and that started licking my foot. I was just thinking maybe they were trying to sell this whole idea that, oh, look, we're such a cool uh, work environment where you can bring your pet or whatever. Well, I will bring my husband, so <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know, if you have a pet that's nice, awesome. But if you have a pet that goes and licks random feet that has never seen before <laughs> and after that shits in the interview office and starts eating his own shit oh I would appreciate you not bringing that dog in the interview like I know you love that dog I know he's your kid but just don't she didn't make you clean up the poop right I would have stepped on the dog and I <laughs> and I, I, I like pets <laughs> I had some unfinished business with Larissa about the useful things to look out for while interviewing for a new job. So, in this second part of our conversation, we're going all anecdotal. Larissa will be recounting some weird interactions she's had with prospective employers. Oh, and their pets. And as an extra, we try to tackle the age-old question, will I make it on OnlyFans? Spoiler, no, probably not. As always, if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow and share our episodes, and if you have a few seconds to spare, rate us on Spotify. Now, on to the show. Okay, guys, story time. Story Imagine time. me with big boobs and blonde hair <laughs> doing story time on YouTube. Imagine it's 2015. <laughs> so Larissa is going to tell us about some of the most stupid questions she received during interviews and whatnot. Yeah, well, the first one was, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Guys, the context was, it was mid-pandemic. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I've also received this question mid-war. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully not in the cemetery. Yeah, How about that, you? That would, be, that would be a great start. Yeah. I know that HR people are, are really used to mm -hmm. asking this question, but it was like, man, no. Also, I think like it's very intrusive in your personal life because, okay, so do you want me to tell you? Do you want to see whether or not I will be loyal to the company? Do you want to see whether or not I'm planning to start a family and how that might affect you? Because like what, if I want to have a child or uh, adopt a child and be a home mom, then what, am I go I'm going to just straight up tell you, oh yes, by the way, in, I don't know, in about a year or two after you've hired me, I'm just going to go on maternity uh, leave. Maternity leave. No, you're not going to tell them. So, like, there's no point in this other than... Well, the, the best answer would be, guys, you hold the opportunities. So where do you see me in five years here? Exactly. And turn the tables. This is what actually is the sort of hidden power balance that they're trying to sort of weasel yeah. themselves around. They are the ones giving you the opportunity. Yes. You are the one providing the skills. Yeah. Also, uh, the 
really awkward question of do you want some coffee and (laughs) you're like I don't know if I say yes I just turned this person into my waiter how will they (laughs) feel about this and will it be awkward so I will drink my coffee there while three people are having nothing and looking at me (laughs) so I've had that happening this is why (laughs) but it's okay to ask for water I usually answer to that like but what would you want you know turn it again and if they say oh nothing I'm fine I I will usually say nothing I'm fine too Mm -hmm. because it's going to be super awkward to send them to fetch me a coffee Mm -hmm. and then uh, drink my coffee cafe style you know (laughs) while answering questions and they look me in the eyes and salivating at my coffee so you might want to do that it also depends on the company if you see that they are super informal it might be okay but don't be fooled by that Mm -hmm. one of the most informal companies I've worked for the people were like really really gossipy and they like to turn nothing into something so try to be as neutral as possible you know when you're trying to get hired no need to have a personality here Uh, (laughs) try not to show your personality you you should always be at least multiple personality you should have at least two like when you go to the office you should be as bland as possible and if you find somebody who's fun and nice and want to be friends with like be friends with that person but that person only like don't 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 try to be nice fun bubbly because they will categorize you like oh she can't be a manager because Mm. she says too many jokes Mm. and what will (laughs) and what will the customers think when they meet her and she has a tattoo that's me in the meeting telling all the inappropriate jokes so yeah (laughs) it it will hinder you when you try to move up the ladder in the company so whenever I go to the office you wouldn't recognize me so basically you're encouraging people who want to actually accede to sort of higher positions to be NPCs yeah and and also try to avoid being irreplaceable Mm -hmm. the moment you know everything about the job you're doing that's the moment you will never be promoted in that company Let's say together for the people in the back. (laughs) Try to know as little as possible about the job you're doing now. Find the job that you want and prepare for that one. Okay, so let's get to specifics now. Yeah, guys, I will just explain how interviews might go. (laughs) And you will tell me on a 1 to 10 in the comments below if you love the story or not. I was super young interviewing for a personal assistant for a manager in the IT sector. And um, I've had the HR interview, everything went wonderful. And then I had the interview with the person that I was supposed to assist. Everything went wonderful. And then he told me, okay, how do you react? when you're stressed or in a stressful situation. And I was preparing to answer, but the guy said, I will give you an example. Oh, God. That's the time when you know to run. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy told me how he was on the toilet pooping and he discovered there's no more toilet paper. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, also there was nobody in the stalls. So uh, this happened in the office and there was nobody in the stalls. So he had nobody to call for help. And uh, I was wondering, okay, but what were you doing with your phone? I mean, you could have texted somebody like, guys, please bring something. It's an emergency. But no, he sacrificed a sock. And he told me this while looking in my eyes, proud of his achievement. That's the time when I knew I have to run (laughs) for my life (laughs) and save myself. 
<laughs> from the embarrassment of working with this man. So th- th- this sounds like a very weird thing to do because first of all, he asked you a question and he didn't let you answer it. Oh, th- second th- of all, he's like, he's giving you, oh, this is the right, this is this is how you should answer. This is the right sort of this way was, to answer it. This was the entire interview with him, but I was used to people talking over me mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. it is what it is. I will just do my... You're a woman after all. So. No, I was just, I will do my system. <laughs> job i mean and i i'm in an it company and then i will pivot to something that is actually mm. it because this i thought this was a good way to approach it but uh, the guy was 35 mm. and he was the manager uh, also i've heard some stories because i've met somebody who knew them after a while and he was working late the janitor told him like go home man it's 10 o'clock i will close the office and he didn't listen and he got trapped inside and he tried to jump the fence and got his clothes uh, hang in the fence at the top and lost a shoe. And but he kept the sock. <laughs> <laughs> he kept the sock. And when he called for the taxi, the guy thought he was the homeless person and alerted the police. Oh, God. <laughs> because the clothes were shredded and he was missing a, sh- a shoe. And the police came, he showed them the badge and they left him alone, but he had to walk home because no taxi would yeah. take him like that. Another interview that was beyond anything I could have ever imagined. So a friend of mine that was really struggling at the company said, okay, uh, there's an opening. Mm -hmm. The opening was to be his manager. And he was like, am I allowed to put your CV? Because nobody believes me that it's that bad. And I was like, okay, put my CV. I will interview. Like, whatever. We were friends for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And the people from that company emailed me a link and a date. I told them, choose a date that you like, choose a time that you Mm -hmm. like. I don't really care. And I will be there. Um, I went into the interview interview zoom call i was alone okay i've sent them an email like guys are we still doing this or have you canceled they were like we are really sorry you understood wrongly the link you should click the email had one link i told them guys the email had one link I've clicked it. I've waited for 15 minutes. There was nobody there. Um, Do you want to reschedule or not? I usually don't do this. If somebody does this to me, I just don't ever Mm -hmm. talk to them again because the priorities are clear. Yeah. (laughs) But my friend was there and I was, okay, I will do this. Take one for the team. Yeah. The next day, we scheduled the interview and the HR person had their headphones on Uh and Alexa in the back was starting at every word she was saying and she didn't have the decency to turn Alexa off. Also, there was the vacuum cleaner, the robot type, the Roomba Mm -hmm. type that was going through the room and I was barely hearing what she was saying. Wow. Um, Be professional. Yeah, she tried to grill me. Uh, She gave me a totally different job description Mm -hmm. than what the uh, advertise was saying and Mm -hmm. what my colleague was saying. Uh, What my colleague was saying I was supposed to do and what the advertised said I was supposed to do were two different things. Then mm-hmm. the HR person gave me a totally different description. Uh, I passed the interview. It, it was a horrible in- interview. She behaved so unprofessional. Like um, she was asking really awkward questions like, oh, what was your biggest mistake in your career? And I was thinking, like, I'm going to tell you. And I was like, this <laughs> interview? For you. <laughs> I, 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 I usually don't care. I just told them, okay, this was my mistake and this is what I did to mm-hmm. correct them. Wherever. I don't really care. So I told her really open, this is my policy. You like me you take me you don't you don't I don't care so yeah uh, the other person cancelled 
this was supposed to be the director of the whatever department I mm-hmm. was supposed to work in. She canceled the interview three times, but at least she told me a day in advance. Then she picked a date in an hour. I went in. She was in a bar. She was in a bar with the camera open and with no filter for Google. Uh-huh. You know, you can put a filter yeah. and you can only hear the voice. She had no filter. So I was hearing the glasses clinking oh. behind her and music and everything. She tried to grill me, but I was, I, I kept looking at her like, you chose the date and the time you've canceled three times as i've said i would never mm-hmm. take such interview but my friend was there so it is what it is and after the interview she asked me like okay what do you think about us and i was like i think we're not a good fit and i'm really sorry for <laughs> i think wasting- we should see other people <laughs> yeah and i'm really sorry for wasting your time but you know i've tried and she was like, oh no oh no but I, she was so fake and so annoying it was like just close the interview mm-hmm. and uh, then my friend told me that she picked somebody who she had a crush on but the guy refused the offer because he was married and he could see that she crushed on him oh, so hard. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean I knew there was a seedy underbelly to all of this corporate stuff but <sighs> oof, oof. Guys if somebody tries to gaslight you in the interview part just don't. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Also a story from one of the jobs I used to work in. The team lead mm-hmm. that was then my team lead is still the team lead now. And she is doing a great job. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I left, you know. <sighs> so she usually celebrates her birthday and she was making us all go to her birthday. And I was like, okay, whatever. But now the people she's working with, she has brought them to a point that she's blocked on their WhatsApp and silenced on Slack. And she (laughs) had her birthday and she was fully expecting them to be there and sing happy birthday. And obviously nobody from the team went to the office, like, fuck you. Uh And she started calling them on their phone from another colleague's phone, because as I've said, she's blocked, and telling them that I'm here, it's my birthday, and you're not here, and you're such an awful person, and this is unacceptable. And she is 37, guys. She has a kid, she's married, she's 37. Like the guts to call everybody on their phone and tell them they are assholes because they didn't sing her happy birthday after she has been an asshole for two years with them. I pity that child. <laughs> well, the the kid is really nice because the uh, when we were in meetings, the kid was just coming and smacking her over her head. <laughs> with stuff she's like mom we don't do that I, mommy's in a meeting and she's like I don't care <laughs> so, this yeah. is like divine retribution oh in the my form god. of a child oh my god the, the, but the kid was was her was totally her so yeah okay so another interview that was beyond anything you could have ever imagined I had an interview where the interviewee came and had a small dog Mm-hmm. that wouldn't shut up the entire interview and that started licking my foot. Was it supposed to be that... Uh, I'm not that... a dog groomer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Was it supposed to be like a pet-friendly office in which you were about to work? or Perhaps, but I don't appreciate that type of stuff. If we are mm-hmm. having an interview, I appreciate the other person being professional. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was just thinking maybe they were trying to sell this whole idea that, oh, look, we're such a cool uh, work environment where you can bring your pet or whatever. Well, I will bring my husband, so no. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> you know? Uh, I I don't appreciate this type of behavior, like bringing your 
if you have a pet that's nice, mm-hmm. awesome. But if you have a pet that goes and licks random feet <laughs> that has never seen before, <laughs> and after that shits in the interview office and starts eating his own shit, oh I would appreciate you not bringing that dog in the interview. Like, I know you love that dog. I know he's your kid, but just don't. And after that... She didn't make you clean up the poop, right? I would have stepped on the dog. And I, li- <laughs> and I, I, I like pets. So I'm, I'm not a, a crazy person, but guys, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't. And th- this was one of the three interviewees. And the other person had a pen with big pink fluff at the end. And I was like... Classic. I was like, I'm going to be an IT person for your office. This is hell. I am in hell. <laughs> so, And then the owner was also in and on the interview. And they asked me questions about what did I do when I was in high school? I've graduated high school like 14 years ago. So it was really weird because the because I finished high school in the same city as the owner. And if I would have had one question about high school, it would have been fine. But it was 45 minutes. What sort of questions can you ask about? What did you do in high school? Teachers, uh, events that I went to, like everything. They grilled me about everything how that I did in high school. To, to, to it, it was to, not. How, how did they imagine or how did they sell it as being relevant? The thing is, I could not just get up and leave because this is what I do. So if, if it's a really bad interview I excuse myself and I just leave because mm-hmm. I'm not going to work there so it's wasting everybody's time yeah. but they made me leave my phone outside in the bag uh, outside the room we were interviewing and they were sitting like blocking the door sort of style and I just couldn't get up and leave and I had that stupid dog licking my foot <laughs> it, it was awful It was awful. And I've waited. I, I've told myself, okay, it's 30 minutes. I will go grab a coffee after this to mm-hmm. calm my PTSD. And, <laughs> and yeah, don't do this, guys. If you're interviewing a person and you have a pet, I know you love the, the pet and I appreciate you having pets, but you don't know how the pet will react to the person. Yeah, exactly. So just don't. The next one is juicy. Not It's really. No, not really. There is a video chat studio that's really big here in Cluj and in Romania in general. And they were hiring personnel to teach the girls what to say and how to say in English. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to try to get hired there just to see the interview process. Mm-hmm. I was not going to sign with them because I've heard stories about them being unprofessional and I'm not up I'm to that. I'm so shocked <laughs> that a so, video chat company would be unprofessional. I, I always let the company choose the time and the date mm-hmm. for the interview so that they have no excuse of not being there or, or not telling me beforehand that yeah. we have to reschedule. I go there and they held me for an hour and a half in a sort of hostage-like manner. Nobody interviewed me. They put me in a room and they locked the room. Something similar happened to me as well again when I was living in Bucharest. They didn't lock me in a room, but I was waiting in the same areas where all the secretaries were and I yeah. felt sort of guilty to just leave after like the first 45 minutes. I usually don't sit there for more than 15 minutes Mm -hmm. but I think they were filming me because I saw a camera and they wanted to know my reaction if I have to wait a lot because it's a really abusive studio I I could hear from the room I was I could hear the owner Mm -hmm. screaming and belittling one of the secretaries like in a really awkward manner like you're stupid you're an imbecile like 
you know, super, super ramped up. She uh-huh. was sorry, sorry, sorry all the time. And I was sitting there. I wanted to leave. The door was, was locked. And I've started to knock because after 15 minutes, I'm like, I'm so over this and I don't want to be here. And I've started to knock. And after 30 minutes... I've called them from my phone to their phone and I told them, guys, if nobody comes to let me out so that I can leave, I will call the police because I don't appreciate being locked in a room. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what the girls go through that already signed a contract Mm -hmm. with them. Like, are you kept like slave? Are you getting your money Mm -hmm. when they say you will get your money? Like, how does that work? Uh, So, yeah, that was a horror show of an interview. I would have appreciated um, a sock on the toilet interview (laughs) rather than this one. You know, I wasn't scared, but I was extremely annoyed. Mm -hmm. And how dare you? Well, yeah, but you weren't scared because you you knew what you could do to get out of the situation. But if you're like most people, especially if you're younger, you're inexperienced, you shit your pants right there. I mean... Yeah. And I heard the little thing go click, you know, but I I couldn't imagine that somebody would lock you in a room. So in my mind was like going to an interview and getting locked in a room does not exist in my world. This seems like proper hazing, really, some of the things that you're describing, like trying to to gauge how you react to abuse, how much of a pushback they can expect from you. Yeah, yeah. They do that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's really annoying because at the end of the day, you can leave at any time you choose to leave. And if somebody tells you, oh, you cannot quit, well, watch me. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I I, I, I guess, yes, in theory, yes, you you can leave anytime you want. But of yeah. course, that also implies that you have either a partner or family who are maybe willing to or, you know, funds that you can rely on for a while until you find another job. That's actually OK this is to why, be able to do so. This is why I recommend keep on applying, mm-hmm. if, even if you have a job, because if you've started applying six months ago and you've gotten hired now, this is the time you will, you might receive more offers Mm -hmm. and you will receive more offers because in six months you've managed to apply to about 300 jobs. So you will start to to see action. So if the job is not going right, you are okay. I have to pay the bills. So I will be here for two more weeks. Mm -hmm. In your mind, you don't have to tell them this. And then just go your merry way. Yeah. And let them be. (laughs) If they want to lock you in a room... Sorry, guys. I'm not that type of person. (coughs) This next one is choking you up already. This next one. And I've looked all, all the job postings are the same. One of my memories with this particular company is that we were uh, pre-pandemic. We were out and about and you told me while we were eating cheesecake that I have to read you this job ad because it's just... It's crazy. It's, it's, mas- <laughs> it's a masterpiece of craziness. Yes, yes. And the whole company seems to, to consistently act out its craziness yeah. through its uh, job offers. Guys, whenever you see a guy that is trying so hard to be Elon Musk <laughs> that he might dye his hair blonde one day, I, I fully expect him to do that. Like, Ron, uh, if the job posting job ad is mostly look how fun and awesome we are as a company, it's all in the guy's head. 
And also if they have like a YouTube channel in which all their they employees, the employees <laughs> just smile and they look like they're in a hostage situation <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. and they're trying to act like humans. Oh, come and work here. This is the place to be creative and wonderful and engaged and happy. And we are going to take you compulsory to sports two times a week, even if you want. Even oh, if this is the place where they said they had uh, compulsory swimming two times. Yeah, two times a week, like even once a week, anything that is compulsory, it's just like too much. But outside outside of work activity, two times a week. Well, I don't want to be the one to tell you that I don't want my boss to look at me in my bathing suit. (laughs) So that would be my first problem with taking me compulsory to swim. Also, I don't wear makeup every day, but I would not like my boss and my colleagues to look at me like, oh, my God, who are you? Do you even work for us? Like, No, thanks, guys. You look so tired, honey. Are you okay? Your face looks so round. Yeah, it's called makeup. It helps with that. So, first of all, I wouldn't want my boss to look at me in my bathing suit. That's my Mm. first problem. And the second one is... You can go in a burkini. But do I want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, do I want to do that? So, uh, this guy is an Elon Musk wannabe. He has the, he he's a serial entrepreneur in the sense that he has multiple bankruptcies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real. And he keeps trying to revive Cluj as a hub for entrepreneurs and creates all sorts of stuff, but also he's extremely religious. So he is an Elon Musk but with Jesus. Uh whenever you see this type of job ad, job posting run Run. Even if you're a religious person, you can work from somebody from your church that there's no problem. Mm-hmm. But you might not want to because you will just experience a whole nother level of abuse. Mm-hmm. They control you because you can never change your job without them looking at you uh, side eyed at the church. Mm-hmm. So try not to mix this yeah. too. But this guy is really funny. I will not say his name because I don't want us to get sued. But you will you will know it when you see it. So you yeah. will know it when you see it. <laughs> now we will talk about jobs that require you to film a video of yourself telling them how a great fit you are to the job. This is not 2012. Uh, uh, again, yeah. if they cannot be bothered to interview you for five minutes. So this is like the video version of uh, of your CV. Of your CV or of your uh, intentional letter. Intentional yeah. letter of intention. Yeah, but ju- just don't. First of all, I cannot even imagine the awkwardness of standing in front of a camera. Like most people are awkward without someone professional or at least with some minimum knowledge of, you know, lighting for the camera or how to, you know, choose your background or things like that. And the profession was IT developer. Like, what the fuck do you want to know about me if I can tell jokes on camera? (laughs) Like... Of course, if I'm going to be a YouTube presenter or whatever, of course, I will take a video of myself because... That's casting, then. It it is okay. But if the job has nothing to do with me being on video, Mm -hmm. why would I do that? If you can't be bothered to read my CV, if you can't be bothered to interview me me for five minutes, you can just give me a call and we can talk for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Why would I do that? 
I'm not going to do that. Like, sorry. Mm-hmm. And also we have to go through the awkwardness of companies that haven't hired in a while. I've had my fair share of this. So if you see them being extremely awkward, you can tell they are nice people, decent people, but they are so awkward. And you think it's a red flag. The problem is that they haven't hired in a very long time. And they don't know how to behave in an interview. (laughs) They might be awesome, so don't disregard them. But be prepared for some jokes that we're not supposed to be in an interview. (laughs) For some inside jokes, for telling you how awesome their kids are and maybe showing you something the kid has made. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) They're trying so hard to relate to you. For example, uh, I've been interviewed by three people that were 50 plus, Mm -hmm. all three of them. They haven't hired in like six or seven years. Mm -hmm. And you could tell. They were rusty. They were not rusty. They were from another planet. (laughs) So yeah. And the interview started. They were trying to be professional, but they weren't. When I started to talk about what I'm doing now and how it relates to the job description and asked, okay, where do you see this position going in a year? Or how do you see me fitting the role? Or why did you guys call Mm me? All hell broke loose (laughs) because they were scrambling for answers. They've never expected a candidate to ask questions about why do you think I'm a fit so that I can elaborate on that Mm -hmm. because I don't know you and I don't know your company. They might be rusty, but they are not bad people. Mm -hmm. So take this into account when you're having an interview with... I saw this especially with older people, but it can happen to really young people too that Mm -hmm. haven't hired before and they don't really know how to conduct the interview. Um, So so basically the takeaway from this is there are several different ways to sort of appear unprofessional during interviews but you as a well employee should be uh, able to distinguish between awkwardness that is sort of well you know they're well meaning they're trying to do yeah. their job but like uh, maybe they're not used to it they're not particularly good at this skill set versus the really shady behavior yeah. that uh, is a red flag that you should definitely consider. Yeah for example this interview was also I I could hear that they were doing something else. Uh, They would not want to open the cameras, but they filtered the sound at least. Mm -hmm. So I knew one of them was eating and another uh, was driving, (laughs) but... I didn't know all the details of that. And I've appreciated that. So be mindful because sometimes people are doing their best, but their best is an idiot because it's not what they do every day. (laughs) And in the end, we have, we have, we have to talk about freelancing and OnlyFans. It's going to be short. It's not going to, to be a long story. Guys, freelancing is not for everybody. Mm, Like OnlyFans. Yeah, like OnlyFans is not for everybody. You should see OnlyFans as a form of freelancing. If you're not good at marketing and sales, you shouldn't do it. People who make money both in freelancing and in marketing usually uh, and in OnlyFans usually have a team that does the marketing for them. And if you see the story of, oh my God, I'm a writer and I've made it big on Fever or whatever, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. They are lying to you. They have mm-hmm. a team. It's probably a bit like the whole, uh, you know, the series of articles about, oh, look at this millionaire who retired at 35 years of exactly. age or something like exactly. that. And then if you dig deeper, you find out, well, yeah, they are the daughter of, or the son of someone who already <laughs> has money. And sure, they got a small loan of $5 million or something like that. 
I've looked at the stats. I knew the stats for freelancing because I was a freelancer for a very long time. And I knew that you can only make money in freelancing if you have a very big social media following. Mm -hmm. And in order to have a social media following, you have to have time to build that and post a lot. And you won't. So whenever you see, oh, I'm a solo entrepreneur, bullshit, that does everything (laughs) bullshit. uh, It's usually they have a marketing team that consists of at least five people. And they're the image of that marketing team that works a lot. So they might have a business developer on the team that posts for jobs and does all the advertising and grabs the jobs and so on and negotiates rates Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, They might have somebody that posts on Facebook and Instagram, another person who does the TikTok and another person who does YouTube, another person that does the pre-texts so that everything goes smooth and another editor that creates the the whole streamline for Mm -hmm everything to be synchronized and everything to work well together. And they might be the writers, but it's not sure they don't have also some ghost writers. Mm-hmm. So that person who says, oh, I make three million a year in fever, it's actually a team of 10 people. So again, to repeat a light motive of uh, this podcast, there's no such thing as a self-made man or woman. No. No, it's really not. Also regarding OnlyFans, because uh, everybody and their mama wants to do OnlyFans, and I'm really over this. Guys, you don't have to look a certain way to do OnlyFans. You can have a tooth getting out of your nose. There will be somebody who will appreciate that. (laughs) There's a niche for everything. Yeah, so don't worry. But you do have to have a marketing team. The top earners are superstars. Like Cardi B, like Cash Me Outside, Bad Barbie, who made 50 million on OnlyFans. Yeah, but she has a following outside of OnlyFans mm-hmm. that makes her even more money. Uh, in Romania, there was some girl that was, oh my God, I make 45,000 euros from OnlyFans per month. She forgot to say that she had a career in video chat for mm-hmm. six years, yeah. building a huge following. And that also, she's like, I'm a solo entrepreneur. No, girl, I know your marketing team. Because mm-hmm. I have coffee with one of them. I see, I see. So I see. it's all a lie. Mm-hmm. And guys, you have to peel it back. Like, it's just like guys that use steroids. You sort of know that something <laughs> ain't right. So if you're looking at, yeah, I'm eating right and sleeping well and uh, putting up things that are heavy and Chicken then. Chicken breast, the, yeah. broccoli, and rice. <laughs> yeah, and you're looking and you're like, yeah, man, but there might be some secret sauce involved. <laughs> <You know? laughs> It's just the same with OnlyFans and freelancing. So if you're trying to lie yourself and to go gaslight yourself, basically Mm -hmm. that, oh my God, I'm going to make so much money, you won't. So if you're not excellent at selling and marketing, you won't. It is what it is. Yeah, super sad ending. (laughs) You will be poor forever (laughs) from me to you. (laughs) Well, I I think, though, that we've, I mean, you've conveyed plenty of useful information. I was just here for the occasional snark. For the lols. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I learned uh, to protect myself from many, many perils by being your friend and having occasional chats. I'm the condom really of useful. the corporations. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I hope that uh, I hope people will find something useful, uh, regardless of a public service announcement effort. Guys, it is what it is. So um, I guess we can wrap this Bye. up. <laughs> Share, like, and subscribe. Yeah, Follow, star, press the like button. Fo- what, you know, you, you do what you got to do. Do the whole thing. <laughs> Don't be nasty. I'm making you money here. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>